Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com and the movement GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. We started the show just talking about faith and how it can unexpectedly collide between our high hopes and our harsh realities. And is there a time when, when you had that, just like that huge disappointment in your life, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, um, I was telling um, you guys a little bit about um, the story when I first moved here to Annapolis. It was um, September 2009, and um, we were about a year out from planting, and um, got the kind of news that uh, my parents were divorcing and um, just that harsh reality of like, okay, I'm away from everything familiar. All of my friends, all of my support network um, is about an hour and a half away, which is not terribly far, but enough, you know, that you feel um, alone and um, and just that harsh reality of um being isolated in a new city, um, not knowing anyone or having a church family yet. And so, um, you know, through that, realizing, uh, okay, I have got to do something um, to help help make myself um, healthy again and help kind of deal with this during this time. And uh, I ended up getting into some intense counseling with my husband and our uh, our team around us said, yep, this is a great, great thing for you to do right now in this season. Um, and I have to tell you guys, it was such an amazing experience uh, to go through that um, just because there was one disappointment after another and it just seemed like, uh, you know, Satan was coming at us with all he had. So, well, and it is, like you said, you're uprooted. And a lot of times we feel the calling of God on, on our lives and we feel like, okay, we are really called to do this. And so you have this kind of these expectations that that means everything's going to kind of be smooth. And, and then mm-hmm. you, when then the realities of ministry and of life happen and you, you try to reconcile that going, okay, God, I feel called to this, but why is this so difficult? Why mm-hmm. did this just happen in my life that just totally disrupted this dream? Did I really hear from you or what is this? <laughs> and so reconciling that, you know, you have that, that crisis of faith there and when we're uprooted and that's, but that's a lot of times, like you said, you lean into God and you go, I need you right now in ways mm-hmm. I never have. And especially the disruption of the family with, um, divorce at any age is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're a child or if you're an adult and it, it yeah. still has those effects on us and as women and just applaud you for even going to counseling because so many times as women, we deny and stuff our feelings and going, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we don't really go in and go, okay, what is the root of this? Really what's going on mm-hmm. here? So as you went through counseling, how would you just advise, because there's a lot, especially, uh, 
church of uh, uh, pastors, wives, and just women in ministry and women in general that do deny those feelings that won't take that step to go, I need some help here. I need some professional well, help. I think as, as Christians too, we think, oh, you're, that's mm-hmm. weak because you should just be able, God is enough. God, and mm-hmm. we, we know mm-hmm. God is enough, but sometimes God puts people and relationships <laughs> in front of us to talk and yeah. process these, these things that are going on. So, so walk us through a little bit of that journey, how you, because sometimes it's paralyzing and you feel stuck mm-hmm. in that place. How did you keep moving and persevering and overcoming it in the midst of being kind of high profile because people are watching you? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know, I think, um, you know, I have to credit my husband a lot. Um, he uh, was such an encouragement to me during that time and um, just, wanting, um, you know, the very best for me. And I had popped in and out of counseling a couple of times prior to that, but I never, you know, stuck it out more than one or two sessions. And, you know, I'd glean a little here, glean a little there and keep moving. But um, when the harsh reality hit me and it just uh, just slammed me, um, I had I had really no choice but to say I've got to do something different and I've got to um, I've got to take a look at myself and I, I, I need help, uh, I think was the biggest, biggest part of it. I can't, um, seem to handle this myself for some reason and relying on God. Uh, I just, I need more help than just myself. And, um, our, our team around us actually was amazing during that time. That's what's so cool about church planting is, um, even though it can seem lonely, there, you're not alone. Um, we had a great, uh, what we call a management team around us that, you know, my husband was able to go to and say, you know, my wife's just having a really tough time with this. And they suggested and said, you know, I think you guys should go, go try out counseling. And, and they suggested a uh, counselor here in our area. And he um, is actually the director of a, uh, a huge network of counselors here in our area. And um, he agreed to meet with us and his ministry is for, uh, people in ministry. He prefers to counsel people in ministry to help them be a more effective ministers of the word. So he, uh, God just used him in such amazing ways. And, you know, there was definitely times when I went and was like, I really just don't want to go back again. Uh, that was so hard today. But, um, you know, going through those moments led me to um, just such a peaceful place now where I'm just so aware of God's love and it, you know, it ties into what we're talking about so much because, you know, when people place expectations on me or, you know, who I should be or what I should do, um, you know, I just kind of go back to knowing, you know what, God loves me. And if I'm doing what he's called me to do and what he wants me to do today, then um, I don't have to worry so much about the expectations of, of others because I definitely like, I, I don't know uh, one of you were saying about just being a people pleaser. I was that to the max. So, um, you know, I've, I've really come through this journey and, and just realizing like there's such a benefit to counseling. Um, you know, it will just take the time to do it. And Sarah, that's so significant when you're saying, you know, when you really know where God is calling you and God's purpose, um, to focus on that, which, which that alone is super hard to do because you do hear people's mm-hmm. voices and you, they do place these expectations on you. And, um, as, as simple as when you're leading in a team and it might be something where they spiritualize something, um, like, you guys aren't praying enough or wherever they have their giftedness, they're looking at you, um, saying this is not Mm -hmm. enough. 
And it's, it's so hard, especially as women, because we're, we're all people pleasers. And that's why scripture talks about, you know, don't be pleasers of men and to, to warn us of that. Cause then you, you beat yourself up and you start going, ah, oh, we're not praying enough, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you have to find that balance to go, okay, we, we do, there is a time to pray and then there's a time to execute. And this person might not see all the time that's going into the uh, praying, or maybe you establish a prayer team that that's all they're doing is covering this in prayer. Mm -hmm. But it's at one point you're going, yes, this is good constructive criticism, but at what part is it? Am I trying to please every single person? And I think especially within ministry, like I said, when people spiritualize it, then you really start swimming in circles and you're on the hamster trail, you know? Okay. So Randon, I, I, I remembered, I woke up in the middle of the night now and I remembered what the word I was pinball, you know, oh. when you're going, ding, ding, ding. Okay. Yeah, I just had to share that. Pinball because, wizard, right right yeah. in the midst of us pouring our hot you know it comes to you. I just had to share that. It, might, it might leave me again. It might be, a, you know, a thought that just swirls by, yes. but it is so, it's so appropriate because you we can use feel that, that in your sentence now. Use I the will. pinball machine. Because the pinball, we feel like we're being, you know, thrown back and forth and going ding, ding, ding with people's expectations mm. of us. And we're trying to please them. And we're just going back and forth across the, the screen, you yes. know, and, and it's like, mm-hmm. it can be painful because we keep hitting this and hitting that. I know. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is working through that. What is something that from your just time of counseling, just really seeking to go, what is the root of some of this? What is something that you discovered about yourself that you went, huh, I didn't realize this was a part of my story that I did, that it's affecting my life. That was kind of a a revelation. Was there something that stood out or was it just the process of going through talking it out loud? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's a couple, a couple of things that, that came out of it that, um, I realized, um, you know, I had taken on a lot of responsibility. Um, I'm the middle child, but, um, you know, kind of the older of the second set, so a little bit of a precarious spot in the family. And, um, everyone oftentimes looked to me to fix the problems. And so that left me feeling, um, very responsible for everything and everybody. And, um, just feeling that weight of like, oh my gosh, I, I have to change them so that they can be back to, you know, there's all these thoughts that run through your head, you know, and, and feeling responsible so much for everything going on and that I could, I could fix it. And, um, what I realized is that I wasn't, um, I wasn't really trusting God to handle the situation and, um, was thinking I could do it on my, all myself, which was, um, you know, just prideful. And, um, I think when I got down to the root of that and realizing, wow, (laughs) it's, I was making it so much about me and that's why I was so miserable. I, I wasn't trusting God that, um, and resting in him and that he's big enough to take care of all of this. And, um, I didn't need to change them. Um, I just needed to love them because that's what God's called me to do and, um, and not judge them. And, um, you know, 
realizing that oh, it took it took it took a little while. It took a, a you know several weeks and months of just thinking through that. And as it started to sink, that truth started to sink in more and more and more. Um, the more the weight just started lifting off my shoulders. Um, Matthew twenty-eight. I'm sorry, eleven twenty-eight comes to mind, and it says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." And my counselor just said, "You know, what scripture are you meditating on? What what?" of God's word are you going back to? You know, Isaiah 41, you know, he talks about, God talks about, I will help you. I will hold you by your right hand and I will help you. And, um, you know, having a Christian counselor was just amazing of realizing, you know, these truths that have been in the word all along that I, um, you know, I'm just now realizing in my life. So, um, yeah, I would say those were some of the, the big ahas moments. Well, those are significant ahas. We just want to commend you for actually doing the tough work. That is tough work to get in there. Sometimes it's painful because we don't want to revisit some of those places in our lives. Mm -hmm. But then to come to understand, I think that is significant as women that we do carry a lot. And a lot of it times is a responsibility that we, like you said, we want to fix everyone. Well, we have less than 30 seconds before we have to say goodbye and take a break here. Um, we want to tell you, we so appreciate you sharing your heart and, and just your story of your life. We know that has encouraged so many others. And we appreciate the ministry that you have there in Annapolis and there with, with among Bloom and other uh, church planners' wives. So, again, thank you, Sarah Burnett, for joining our show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by our next guest, Andrew Good, founder of Leah's Blanket. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Oe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book Human Language Evolution and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people, how America was populated. And we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Oe Nandi is here to simplify the complex and to give us insight into our history and maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon central on TokiNet Radio for an insightful show with host, scientist, and poet Oe Nandi. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, 
a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. our show today and our topic of overcoming disappointments and finding purpose in and through our pain. And our guest today, Andrew Good, is showing God's love to children one blankie at a time. And this is just an incredible story. Andrew is the founder of Lee's Blankies, and she sews blankets for children in memory of her high school best friend, which of course, we love that because I don't know. We can relate to that. I can't even imagine the pain of a friend. Yes. Um, Her high school best friend who died in a tragic car accident in 2010 and this uh, created this this you found a purpose through all this pain and you uh, started this nonprofit called Lee's Blanky. So tell us a little bit about that, Andra. How and this and welcome birth. to our show. Yes, and welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's it's an honor to be here. Thank you. <laughs> We're diving right into the question. Sorry. Welcome. <laughs> so rude. That's so okay. Rude. <laughs> well, um, Leanne and I have been um, best friends since I was about 14, and um, we just we did daily life together. And we were a big part of um, hardship and joy and um, just big uh, life events that have gone on, um, uh, marriage and weddings and vacations and um, raising our children together and not having her um, in my life was, uh, it, it was a shock. Um, she was killed in um, March of 2010, and um, grief is, is a very difficult thing to navigate. And for me, um, losing Leanne, I just believed that life would never be sweet again. Mm. And that was just a di- very difficult place to be because I love the Lord with all my heart, and um I love my family, and I have two beautiful daughters that God had gifted us through adoption. And I I had seen God's work, and I had seen him do some amazing things through my life. And this was such a shock to my system. I didn't know how to navigate it. And part of that was um, I love people. I love my family dearly. I love Lee's family and watching them having to navigate through that and her children. Um, it was just devastating. Um, there was a time where um, I just didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> um, and God saw me in that grief, and he saw me in that place. And I kept returning to him and his word, knowing that he was the only one that knew my heart and knew what was going to save me from this. And one Christmas, uh, he gifted me the idea of these blankies. And he spelled it out very clearly. It was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne had a love for children. She was a nursing supervisor at Phoenix Children's Hospital. And she um, had been there for about 10 years. And she loved kids, but she also loved blankies for kids. Um, she could swaddle babies like no other. <laughs> Nurses know how to do that well. And um, she loved her blankies for her own children and for my children. And... Um, I had learned to sew shortly after Leanne had died, 
I needed something just where I could retreat to my craft room and, and work on something that was kind of mindless. And I made blanket after blanket after blanket. And God just kind of gave me the idea of, you know, if you enjoy doing this and you need to experience some joy, um, watch me work. And I was very scared to move forward because that mean I had to kind of pull myself up out of that pit. And I wasn't sure if everyone else was ready um, to do something in honor and in memory of Leanne because we were all missing her very much. And it turned out that um, I just had a huge support network around me and lots of encouragement and love from her friends and her family and mine um, really um, prompted me to be able to, to move forward. And so we started and just a few friends um and I started making these blankies, and we have a specific pattern that we love. It's just a basic little snuggle flannel blanket with our Lee's Blankies label in it. And um, on one side of the label, it has our verse, which is, Let your light shine before men, Matthew 5.16. And uh, we chose that verse because Leanne was such a light in our lives, and it did feel dark not having her light anymore, but um, Jesus is the brightest light we can have, and he was telling us, move forward and take that example I gave you in Leanne's life and be a light to others, and that first batch of blankies we sent out was to Malawi. We sent about 18 blankies, and we just worked so hard on them, um, and in the last Two years now, um, we've made and distributed um, about 2,500 blankies wow. um, to about 15 different countries and to a lot of local organizations. And uh, we now have uh, I'm too many to count, over 100 volunteers that lead so groups and so from home for us. And it has been an amazing progression. That is amazing to see how God has totally used that and totally multiplied that and expanded that in a way. And he always does immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And when we just truly just submit and go, okay, I, I see this where you're working. I'm going to join you in that. Well, just want to validate you, first of all, in the loss of your friend, because Patty and I totally, I can't even comprehend that. Uh, the losing a friend. And I remember early on, I heard this, this phrase and it said, when you lose a child, uh, it, it's an orphan. When you lose a spouse, you're, you're a widow. But when you lose a friend, there's not a name for that. And so many times when we lose a friend, we, we suffer in silence because people don't look at you like, well, you're not the family. And right. yet those, those bonds between friends and girlfriends are, incredibly strong, sometimes stronger than our own blood relationships. But yet a lot of times you suffer in silence just because you're not validated in that grief because it's not the blood or not the family. And we've always thought about that. Patty and I've mm -hmm. talked about that because it is, it would be devastating for us to lose that. So I want to just say, so sorry to hear that and just want to validate that grief. Yeah. And um, that is a dark place. And, and, and especially when you, such a tragic way that's so unexpected. Like I said, you don't, you don't anticipate, especially at an early age, that 
that person's not going to be around. You just assume they will be. You're going to do life together. You have all these expectations. And we were talking earlier about disappointments interrupting our life. And well, speaking of interrupting, I have to ask how, what, what happened in the car accident? Um, she was killed by a reckless driver um, and she was killed on impact. Oh, well, and just getting the news, because you probably always can go back to that moment you heard that news. And it's like yeah. one of those significant moments in your life that changed your life forever. But how God was able to, and just to that grief, explain a little bit, because I know a lot of people, that, that whole grieving process, whether you're grieving the loss of a loved one or a friend or the loss of a dream, or the loss is huge. And that yeah. grieving process, and it's easy to stay in that place for a while and not... Like you said, not even being able to see the light on the other side of that because it's very right. dark. How? What did that process look like for you? And I know what emerged is, is Lee's blankies. Um, you, you know, you got into, but did you keep yourself busy? Did you wrestle? Did you have those? Okay, God, I because so many things in life do happen. You go, I don't understand this, and I don't think a lot of times we will understand the side of heaven. Why it doesn't make sense. But just trying to find that because it does change so many dynamics in your life. And yeah. how, what, what are some of the, how do you walk into that? Um, that's a good question. Um, and I, I can honestly say um, I, navig I navigated that well at times and I navigated that not so well at times. Um, Leanne's family and I are very close, they've always counted me as their own. And so I was blessed enough to be able to pour into them and to be embraced by them as part of the family. And so that was, that was critical for me because I wanted to experience, um, I wanted to continue to experience their love. And, and, and that, was, that was wonderful for me. And so spending a lot of time with my family and their family proved to be um, very healing. Mm -hmm. um, and there were times that I, I wanted God in my life, and I wanted to read his word, and I wanted to worship him when I would attend church on Sundays. Um, it was so difficult. It was so hard to be in church and worship when I love the Lord, but I just I didn't have a lot of um, energy and joy to communicate to him. And, you know, I felt guilty at times. I couldn't even stand in church. I would just sit and cry. Um, and with that, I went to, um, to see a counselor, and, and he just encouraged me in that, you know, there's no supposed to's in grief. You're not supposed to act a certain way. You're not supposed to navigate through it a certain way. And I feel like that gave me the freedom to just be just every day, take it day by day. And some days it was really hard waking up and thinking, oh, another day where I'm going to feel sad or another day where I'm going to feel um, worried um, that her, her precious children won't have her in their life. Um, but taking it just one day at a time, trusting that God would continue to provide and you know what I think is beautiful, and, and I'm sure that you both can attest to this, is when you've lost someone in your life, you, you may not have them in your presence, but you can draw from their encouragement in the past. Mm. And I was able to do that a lot because Leanne was such a 
such an encouragement in my life. And I had experienced a series of pretty significant hardships um, growing up and through my adult life. And I could remember what she would say in those times. And, and that really helped me. Well, and it keeps her memory alive. And there's a part of her that will always be alive in your life. And just remembering and, and um, the, the experiences you had. And like you said, her words. Her words still live on. And that's what's really significant. And that's a gift that you, you had somebody that incredible in your life that you can go back to that place. And um, what you said is there's no... There are no supposed tos in grief. That is a significant statement because we put these expectations on ourselves. I should be, I should do this. And, and that's really hard because we can't do that to ourselves. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. And we'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to 
to our show today and our topic of overcoming disappointments and finding purpose in and through our pain. And our guest today, Andrew Good, is once again showing God's love to children one blankie at a time. And Andrew, this is just um, an incredible story of how you truly did take the pain and you turned it into purpose. And if you want to know more about what Andrew's doing through um, Lee's Blankies, you can go to our Facebook page or you can go to girlfriendit.com and find more information if you want to donate or even if you just want to jump in and get involved and help in making these incredible blankies, which we've noticed you have really engaged in what's going on in Oklahoma. And that is powerful. You know, so many times we hear these stories or we see it on the news and it can just be depressing and we don't know what to do. And it's, we can pray, which definitely moves the hand of God, but sometimes you just want to really take action and you want to be able to go, okay, God, how can I be obedient? And to see people like you that just jump for volunteering for what God is asking us to do. And, you know, I don't, I don't think we realize that one person truly can make a difference and we really do have an impact when we raise our hand, when God says, here we go. Um, I need you. And so what exactly, um, when you heard that news, do you just automatically start just jumping in and go, okay, what do I do next? Because it's hard sometimes to keep that passion going. So what do you do? Yeah, um, you know, I think for me, um, seeing others experience grief um, motivates me to, to do something mm-hmm. um, because I can go back to that place of waking up in the morning and realizing um, it's this is the reality. And, um, I, you know, when the um, tornado hit in Joplin, um, God literally just spoke and said, uh, remember, those kids don't have their blankies anymore. Mm. And in that moment, um, a bunch of us just rallied to get a bunch of blankies done. And then my question to God was, well, how are we going to get them there? And um, God worked out all the details for that. A man was leaving with a trailer the next morning. I put on Facebook, I'm driving to Joplin, bring what you can. Mm -hmm. And we were able to send about 100 blankies with him. Um, So when I had heard the news um, of the devastation in Oklahoma, uh, immediately I just began to pray and say, um, you know, Lord, you found a way last time. Could you find a way for us this time? And um, no kidding. It, it was maybe a matter of 15 minutes. Um, I had contacted someone who knew a friend of a friend and got in touch with the pastor's wife there in Shawnee, Oklahoma, which is about 10 miles away from Moore. And bless her heart, she um, she said, please just ship as many as you can, and we'll take them to the local churches that are housing some of the victims of the tornado, and, and we'll pass them out to the little ones for you. Mm. That that really is admirable um, that you, you you see a need and that you have them on hand. Obviously, that you just continually are having people sew and have yeah. the blankets so that when there is a need, you can you can respond. And that's a good lesson. That so many times it's like, are we ready to respond to a crisis? Are we prepared? And and you know, no matter what we're doing with our purpose, are we prepared to that when there is a crisis, we can go, yes, God, I'm here, I'm ready to go. And that it really is a challenge for all of us to to really look at and evaluate what we are doing, or are we just kind of kind of coasting along with no sense of urgency? And there is urgency, and 
and how God has really touched your heart. Like you said, to you see the grief and you have to do something about it because you understand it. It hit the core of your being. Just want to let you know, you are really honoring your friend very well mm-hmm. with this ministry and these blankies. Are there some stories that have emerged that have just touched your heart as a result of using these blankies? Oh, yes. Um, well, many families that have gone overseas to adopt a child have been able to take the blankies with them. And um, what touches my heart so much is that um, when an orphan leaves a, an orphanage, they leave their family behind and they leave their friends behind. And so for an adoptive family to be able to go visit the orphanage and pick up their child and to be able to leave their child's friends with a gift, that's awesome. And for them to be able to pass those out to those children and remind them that God loves them and that he will bring them comfort, um, that's been truly amazing. Recently, God's been moving um, in a new direction with these blankies that um, I, I'm still kind of in shock about. But um, we have been making uh, blankies for a children's home in Kenya. It's called Her Room at Children's Home. And the mother of the home, her name is Mama Zipporah. And we have been in touch with her through our church here in Chandler um, because our church help support the orphanage, and and there's a lot of building projects to give them new dormitories and facilities, and um, whenever they get new beds, we always make our blankies double in size for them so that they have a new bedspread, and um, we've just enjoyed working with them so much, but um, they have asked um, myself and a team of our volunteers um, to go over to Haruma in this July and they'd like for us to teach the students there how to sew and establish a uh, sewing work program so that they may make projects such as Lee's Blankies and sell them in the market and make money for their orphanage. Um, and that, that is just tremendous to us. Um, that was an idea that we could never have come up with. And we just feel so blessed and so eager to get to Haruma and uh, see what God has for us there. That is is very cool. And truly, God, you need to see God's hand all over it, paving the way, opening doors that you can never anticipate. And and, and in Kenya, uh, Patty and I, we were there a couple years ago in Kenya, and so it really has a, a place in our heart. And you do see these women, and what a great thing you are to go there and teach them even a trade and how to use that. So the, the ripple effects of this, you just you continually see going on and on and on because it's not just about the blankies with the kids. It's about now the moms and providing uh, a source of income, but also with a ministry. And it, it, that is fun to watch and to watch what God does. He totally does multiply when we just give him what's in our hand and we just start. It goes, it goes back to just start. And so, so many times, I think we alluded to this earlier in the show, it's, it's like we can have great ideas and we sit there, but we don't, we don't initiate. We don't just get it going. And like you, you know, like you did, you obviously, you started it and it hasn't been that long. And to see in a short amount of time, just the impact these blankies have had literally all over the world. Do you have dreams or goals for this or do you just go, okay, God, whatever you want to do? Um, you know, it is, it's one day at a time. I, you know, he, 
I continue to ask him to reveal himself um, to us and, and so that we know um, which direction he wants to go us to go. Um, you know, someday I would love to be able to to pick up and deliver these blankies myself. <laughs> I've never um, I've I've been a part of blankie distributions here locally. Um, but someday, you know, God forbid when, you know, a tragedy does strike, um, to be able to go and to serve and love on some of these children in person, that's certainly a dream of mine. Mm. Well, I'm sure that's going to happen as this thing continually is just to expand. And there is something so comforting about a blankie. I remember my, my son, he'll probably shoot me for saying this. He had a blankie when he was little that he just loved. And I'm watching his son, his kids enjoy blankies. They have their favorite blankie. That is just, it is that source of comfort and it just wraps, you know, it, it it's something really significant about a blankie for a child. And especially one that has been sown with love, literally. And as an extension of God's hand and how powerful that is to these children, they have no idea of uh, the significance of that. And, and it's such a great representation of how God just wants to wrap us in our times of grief and disappointment. He still wants to wrap us and comfort us and give us that assurance that, hey, I am still here. I have not forgotten you. And there's so many, so much significance with the, with these blankets. Well, we just have three minutes till we have to conclude our show. And again, just want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing your incredible story and just the pain and the heartache, but how God has morphed that and transformed that to something so beautiful and so purposeful. And we know it doesn't take away, there's still the grief, you'll still always be that hole in your heart, but what an incredible Thing you have done with that. And, and Andrew, can you just share a couple tips for our listeners of how to get started? How do you, um, what would you say to encourage our listeners who are going through that type of grief? Yes, thank you so much. And again, thank you for this opportunity. Um, you know, surround yourself by people that love the Lord and surround yourself um, with, with good friends that can support you and encourage you and, um, Keep you accountable. Um, the other thing is, is involve your your own family. You know, sometimes time is an issue, and um, God just really encouraged me to um, explain my grief to my little girls. They loved Leanne very much, and um, someone suggested name your tears, tell, explain to them, you know, what thing, how you're feeling. And then when these blankies came along, um, I was able to to talk with them in minimal detail about other people's suffering and why we're sending blankies. And they're able to help with things and, and pack up blankies and help sew from time to time, and, and my husband as well. And so, you know, if, if it's possible to involve those that are close to you and are around you, um, that helps too because then you're working together and you have that encouragement. Um, but just start small and prayerfully seek where God would, would take um, your passion and your gift and your heart. And that's very well said. And that's very practical, um, on so many different levels. Well, well, especially start small. I think so many people, they, they see what you're doing and that's where they want to jump in rather than letting it be their journey where it's like, I'm just going to take one step and today I'm going to do X or Y or Z. 
Exactly. Right. And just, and let God just multiply it and take it and do beyond. Well, again, we want to thank you for joining us, Leanne. I mean, excuse me, Andra. That's okay. <laughs> I know that the people always will say to Patty, call her Lisa or me. And we're like, we're okay with that, whatever. Cause it's like, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> especially when they like, they quote for saying something. And when it's Lisa and it's like, I love that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for joining us, sitting around us at our table basically today and just sharing your heart and passion. And just remind everyone, God has a purpose for each of us. And let's help each other live our purpose. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.